the 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 climax of of the episode yeah. is this next answer here. Yeah. A fun signature food or beverage that fans could enjoy oh, for the one evening. I just went to Rizzo's house of cards. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. This is episode 38. It's a part two from our last episode with Nate Day. I uh, hope you enjoy it. We're back from tour now uh, and more on that soon. But for now, please enjoy part two of last week's episode. But in your research, like during this new sort of journey that we've been on, mm-hmm. what are some of the like biggest things that you've noticed just in general? Um, yeah, and I know this is a big question. Yeah. We haven't really thought about it off mic before, but um, yeah. just some of the just big sort of things that like clicked, you know? Yeah. I think, I think for one, ah, yeah, I'm just thinking on the fly right now. Yeah, yeah, please. But yeah. I think for one, um, just that there is like, I feel like a bit of a spirit of wanting to move in this direction in general. And like people really, like other people thinking this way too. And like hearing, um, like, you know, on the other, like live, learn live music podcast or like mm-hmm. other younger people coming up being like, oh, yeah, I really, like those values of being having more transparent communication and um, collaborating and having more open ideation is like really exciting to a lot of people. Yeah, um, and I think that so that's really cool to see and encouraging as well. And I feel like every time we've talked with people about it, at least in my like, I don't know how you feel about this, but it's always like the response has always been, "Oh, that's really cool," and like I feel like we need more of that. Yes, and it's like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Like, we're, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not. It's not like, oh, that's already been done. You know, it's like there's room for that. I'm sure, like we said, it's happening when people are doing that. Um, but uh, it's not like it's a um, a crowded space right now mm. in terms of people thinking that way. So I'm like, when it comes up and we talk to people about it, and like, oh, that's like, yeah, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. And you should talk to so-and-so or, yeah, um, you know, that I haven't, I haven't heard people doing that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Like. It's also, it's, I, I think what's weird about it too is I'm, and I don't know how you feel about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I still don't even know really who to ask about, like, in terms of like having these ideas and these thoughts. I'm like, who, are other people thinking this way? And like, how do we get involved with them and like align ourselves? Because I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's not like, it's not like we're, it's like, here's a product. Yeah. And I'm making it. I don't know. It's like, there's a system to starting a restaurant. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's a good way to start a restaurant. And, yeah. is, and like people have figured out really good methodologies of like starting a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. With this, I'm like, I don't know what the methodologies are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's totally. why I know it's a long haul because it's like, I don't know. Like what the, what's the right way to help solve problems and design a show yeah. that is really cohesive and, and brings in multiple different creatives visually, musically, uh, and then in terms of the tech and production wise, yeah. it's like, how do you bring in multiple voices? And that's why I was like looking to other industries of people who've done or industries that do it, where in film, it's like, you need to have cohesive like teamwork between writers, between cinematographers, between um, directors, producers, directors, production designers. Yeah. And it's like, they all need to be working together towards a cohesive vision yeah. or else hundreds of millions of dollars go down the drain. Yeah. You know? And, and why isn't it like that in the, in the music, live yeah. music industry? And it's like, you know? it is, 
kind sure, of in sure. terms of like those people are working together. But it's like then you hear all these stressful stories. Of yes. Like, oh, like, oh, I didn't goodness. get this properly. This file was messed up or this person didn't want to send this one because they worked on the Ableton session a year ago <laughs> and they lost the file. And I'm like reprogramming this thing because we needed a BPM change last minute. And it's like, yeah, like changes are going to come up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why, why aren't we on a... I don't know. And it might just be totally getting a little... No, 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 like, no. It might be just a wishful dream. Like, right. like this is not possible and people have tried it before yeah. and it hasn't worked. But on a TV show, you hire your team and they're your team and they design the show and they produce it and then they put it out in the world. Yeah. But they're in early. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things are budgeted well <laughs> and planned out well and the story is there early on yeah or hopefully there early on enough to work with mm -hmm. it's like oh man like can we replicate that yeah a bit in the music world uh where, yeah 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 and and how do we it's a whole thing i don't thing. know like, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. It's maybe a whole not thing. yeah <laughs> but maybe it's just too chaotic of a of a mm -hmm. type of thing to deliver like maybe a live concert's just too complicated and needs to be adapted too much yeah to do it and that systematic of a way but that's the goal yeah like you know it's like the goal is to like make everybody's lives a little less stressful but that's you know? yeah like, I, I think yes yeah. well, well yeah but also a lot of like successful businesses start off that way we're solving an issue yeah yeah, you know that, yeah the goal is to like solve that or so help solve problems yes as early on as possibly yes yeah exactly and and again this industry and i'm sure all, a bunch of listeners that are listening right now like a lot, it, this is an industry of putting out fires. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how do we put, pull out the less amount of fires in the less amount of time? Like yeah. creating less fires, but also putting them out. Yeah. Way quicker. And, and this is another thought struck me right now that I feel like is important to point out, which is a huge issue in the creative world in general. We talked about this in school as well. And this is in gaming. This is in film. This yeah. Is in music across the board is burnout and crunch like working crunch hours to deliver Hell things yeah. and people like literally like going gray way too young <laughs> i mean like the stress and the hours and it again like i said there are there's in the creative world yeah things are going to change and problems are going to come up and you have to be flexible and adapt but when that's the norm across the yeah. board that's super hard to sustain yeah. Just for people personally mm -hmm. and for projects to sustain without and then creating a bad like reputation around a project or people being like, I like I don't know. Like it feels it sucks when like a video game comes out and then an article comes out later being like, oh, like fifty percent of the team quit because they were like pushed way too hard and expectations were too high and they were underpaid and then you're like, ah like Yeah, the you game hear that? came out. Like, no, sorry. Who are you gonna call out? Like, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, and I won't. I won't well, say. maybe Ubisoft, but let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but you know what I mean. It's like that sucks to hear. Yes. And yeah. in the film world, you see it happen a lot. Like, of well, <laughs> obviously, again, because on strike. But like, yeah. And in the music world, like, and I think that's a pattern as well in terms of like those values of like I'm seeing on younger people coming up yeah being like i just don't want that to be the reality mm -hmm. or i don't want that to be my reality and it's not to make it like oh well we want everything to be super cushy and no stress ever 
and just super easygoing. It's like that's not going to be the reality either. Yeah, like, yeah you're yeah. going to have times when you have to stay up late and deliver stuff and turn around. But um, I'm going to mention the podcast again. Everybody should go listen to it. But the one with Sooner Ray, yeah, being like she was talking about how does she protect her team? Mm-hmm. Like, no, we can't make a change last minute. Yeah, because I'm not having my team stay up through the night. Yeah, to work on that. It's like, okay, how do we make that more the norm? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How do we yeah. do that where the the creative vision can still be met, yeah, but the expectations can be done in a way that people's literal health is like protected, yeah, and make it a more enjoyable industry in general. And yes. I think that's like that's like a really high level, like you know, again, a little bit philosophical here, but I think mm-hmm. that's also part of the heart behind what we want to do as well is like, yeah, yeah. how to make this a more sustainable and like fun and healthy healthy industry to be a part of so that the expectation isn't that we're just freaking like burning ourselves out oh um, my gosh yeah people's lives you know yeah even touring it's like what are there different ways to do touring where people aren't like totally cut off from their family for like (laughs) like two years at a time like i don't know like yeah yeah. the nature of it makes that a little bit difficult but yeah i don't know like touring scheduling and like you know, I find it really interesting, the idea of, like, I mean, when you're Taylor Swift, you can pull six nights at Scotiabank in Toronto. But, um, I don't know, I've never seen a tour schedule like that where you're setting up, like, in one place and not, I don't know, maybe cut this part up. But I don't, I don't know. No, it's no, like, no. It's, it's like, I feel well, like there's so many different ways to do things yes. that could help people's. Yeah, but, but, you know, but, but, but mentioning Taylor uh, makes me think about the Sheeran tour. Um, that Ed Sheeran was literally only performing on weekends. Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. That's it. Really? Yep. And then the entire crew would go back home really? during the week. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Joey would go back to New York um, just yeah, in see, the week. I don't know. I think like coming up with different ways of doing things yeah, yeah, to yeah. allow for things like that yeah. where it's like I don't have to make a decision to either be like I'm going to have a family or I'm going to get to tour. And like that, it's like I have to pick a yeah fork in the road when I'm choosing what job to get into when I'm coming out of school. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. There are ways to do it. It's just that it needs to be analyzed, yeah. researched, and uh, executed, and and bring other voices into the room too. Yes, like, yeah. Like I said, that's why I found that like I loved hearing Ed Catmull say that. But like, none of us have made a movie before. Yeah, and they made like, Toy cool. Story one. One of the greatest, iconic. Yeah, one yeah. of the greatest Disney movies of all time. Yeah, and I feel like arguably I feel like there's a lot of one other of the examples. best cinematic experiences of all time. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Rick, there's so many good lines in that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I think I love I love the idea of bringing people into the room who maybe don't have the same traditional experience or background. Hundred percent. Um, and get, getting more solutions that way. So, yeah. This is literally just an excuse for me to like <laughs> hire my friends. No, I'm kidding. Well, no, but like finding people that we know, you know, and I'm like, oh, you'd be so good. Like, you'd be such a good person on this project. Like, if we had tons of money and we could like make a team of these like amazing yeah. people that we know, 100% that maybe don't even come from music. And it's like, oh man, like, there's so many great people that would. I don't know, they maybe aren't in the music industry or that we would hope could get into the music industry or um 
Yeah, and honestly, like some of these people like that aren't in the music industry that come into the music industry even just for one project have so, so many things to say that can change the way that people in the music industry, the way they've done it for many years. Yeah. Like new perspectives. Yeah, that's something from different industries. Too. Yes, yeah, are, are always welcome. Yeah. Let me ask you quickly um, about the whole being a Canadian production company in, the, in well, sorry. Just being a Canadian production company, yeah, trying to get into the states because that's our. To be honest, that's our. It's one of our biggest barriers right now. Yeah, um, if anyone knows a good immigration lawyer, um, <laughs> no. Um, well, yeah, what we've realized quickly uh, over the last year or so, a little bit more than a year now, is um, that the reality of Canadian live music production space is uh, very limited. Tough. Um, a lot of these artists either you know go to LA to produce their show or move to LA or, you know, a lot of just these different States based things. Um, it's a big, it's a big barrier for us in regards to being a production company that wants to work probably primarily with American artists, just because a lot of the industry lives there. Um, can I ask you about sort of (laughs) the process for you, but also some of the steps that we're sort of wanting to take. And honestly, this is, very raw in regards to we don't know how to do it (laughs) yeah yeah this is like super open this is a very open-ended like whatever the answer to this is yeah is like we don't have it we don't have it (laughs) um but but i like i i hope people see this as like an exercise of us trying to articulate something yeah and this is an exercise for me too like trying to articulate yeah yeah what we're facing um yeah there's the reality is that the a lot of the live music industry, a lot of the creative industries in general exist in America. Like yep. In terms of the economy and where the money is generated, we all know U.S. is the heavyweight. Mm-hmm. We get it. Um, and we know that that's reality for us. We're Canadians. We live in Toronto. Um, and I feel like there's like a bunch of things we're trying to explore right now. Um, and one being, I'll try to just like walk down like the different, <laughs> the different things going on. It's like the one hand, how do we work? What type of work can we do from here? Yeah. That we can still work with clients and artists down in the U.S. that we can still do from here. Mm-hmm. And how much work can be done remotely, remotely, or by bringing people up here to help design the show, the Ableton programming video programming even like logistics coordination like we can still do a lot up here so we've been trying to think about how much can we do from here Mm -hmm. if we don't want to permanently relocate in our life like because that's another open-ended question is like do we do we stay here do we have to move to the u.s yeah that's a huge process in and of itself um we've been looking at um okay what visas could make it easiest easier for us to at least travel back and forth yeah work down there Mm -hmm. Um, and what does it look like to get an O one or P two at this phase? Like whatever that visa is going to be, um, that's another question. Um, and then uh, third is what Canadian artist can we work with and support up here? Yeah. So that um, you know, still working with acts. I think there's one hundred percent a reality of like, oh, it's not uncommon for even within the U S. Like you hit a certain size and you pick up and you move to L A. because that's where everything's happening or Nashville yeah. Yeah. or New York. But um, so that's another question is what Canadian 
teams can we work with here? But yeah, that's what we're trying. I, I think that's what we're trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Um, yet, but totally the it's the reality that we were we're currently facing, you know, yeah. and something that we're currently like thinking about, and I uh, just want to be sort of candid about it, you know, yeah, um, on the pod because I think we do like it's weird. I I, I like Canada. Uh, yeah, you know I mean, like, I oh like my goodness, yeah. I you know, but also. Does, like, do it, like, it's just a reality. Do we have to move or not? Or can we can we work from here? I think the shift towards doing, there's like focusing on show design, yeah, rather than trying to be on the road our whole lives. Yes, I think is a hope, like an effort to, can we continue to do that from here? You know, can we work teams from here so that we're not trying to send out tour production and gear and people from toronto to the u.s because that's a mess you know yeah i do that it's not a mess it's just it's it's a lot of money and i think the reality of like the canadian create like i don't know touring out of canada is just really tough yeah and working in the u.s is super tough um and for canadians for canadians so a lot of people just don't do it yeah they can't do it and or they're trying to like scrape by and like cross the border with proper visas mm-hmm. or or like I said the artist just moves there. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, their labels or their managers help them get their get their, their own visa or, or whatever yeah. and then hire the teams down there. Yeah. Um but I'd love to see Oh, this is what I was going to say. I feel like I've been thinking a lot about like <laughs> so this is so big. But like the relationship between Canada and the US in terms of like how do the like how do governments like work well to, like work yeah. together? Yeah, and so like something we've talked about is like in the film world, like there's tax incentives yes. for production companies to come up here and shoot up here and hire Canadian crews, and you get um, depending on what province you're in a certain amount of like a, a you know tax taxes written off or or mm-hmm. funding even parts of the province like in Northern Ontario, it's different than Chicago. yeah 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 you get like basically federal funding based on coming up here and hiring Canadians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, I don't know. I'm like, it's just like, there's a lot of talent up here and a lot of people with a lot of great resources and knowledge um, and ideas. And it's like, oh, how do we like make help? it easy? Yeah. Are there ways to make it easier for those people to work across, like with people across the border that isn't, um, I don't know. It's like, it just feels like it's a wall right now. Yeah, a little totally. bit, unless you have a, a lot of money or the right connections to get the right visa or mm-hmm. um, like people. I know people are doing it, but it's like, is, I don't know, like, do we do we have to always fly down there? Like to sure, you know, it's like, uh, could there ever be a tax incentive for people to fly up here and like use production studios up here? Like mm-hmm. Maybe those exist. And I just haven't found them yet, but I've been thinking a bit about that, too, is just like. The music, I and even like the visas, like yeah, how how the process of getting visas and crossing the border. I know there was like a petition going around maybe a year ago about like them raising the P two fees again. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, like no one like, and that's what I mean around like the unionization too. It's like mm-hmm. it's just like there's not enough organization in the music industry to you like, uh, how do you say, kind of organize ourselves and advocate for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like ah, uh, like what could the unions do like how could the unions be more empowered or how could just more be done to help advocate for 
people in the music space. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that we're not just getting absolutely demolished by crazy processing fees and U.S. immigration fees. Hundred percent. Um, I don't know. Like I said, this is maybe all a bit of like just a huge know, wish please. list, like dreaming. It's yeah. like maybe this is never achievable, but well, I don't know. Like, yeah. what can we do? Like, yeah. or those like a, like again like apprenticeship programs like the Even Network is doing. Like, oh man, like what can we do here in Canada to make it like improve our yeah know, stuff up here, improve yeah. the Canadian system up here. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that's like where my head's been going the last couple of weeks. So, <laughs> just to wrap it up uh, <laughs> in regards to um, just this sort of topic, before we get even it, into the game, um, we I asked you last time we we were on together, um, but what is what is now the dream for Eights? Like, do you have a dream, yeah. like personal, but personal, but also just for the company? Yeah, I. It's so funny you ask this because I went back and watched the clip that we posted of. Oh, yeah. That exact question. And we like kind of gave an answer. Yeah. That was like, yeah, what it was like five or six months ago. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And I was like, I kind of want to revisit that. Yeah. And knowing that it might change again, like give us another year and like we might have another answer. Like, I don't know. But yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. the beauty of this process, you know. Like it's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um I think as it stands right now, um, Like we said, we want to put ourselves in the middle of the production of the music and the touring of the show. Mm-hmm. And how do we design and build a show that is cohesive, that brings the different creative players into the room early? Yeah. And designs a show that is scalable, that is adaptable, that is efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, repeatable and repeat like yeah replicable on the replicable, road yeah and um is resourced like resourced in terms of like documentation the planning the mapping mm-hmm. um to make it as successful and as little stress as possible and so really that's being like i think i had said before like we said like tour directing and musical directing and i think musical directing is still a huge part of what we're doing yeah but it's really like how do we hone in on the show build and design at the early stages of the dreaming for the artist. Um, and I don't know the right wording to use still, if it's a cooperative or a collective or a production house, but it's like, I feel like it's been like applying the thinking of like a consulting agency or a, yeah, I think you'd say like a production house. Yeah. That, Business development. Yeah. That is not just strictly visual, not just strictly musical. Yeah. Um, and be a show building and design company. And the dream, I I think personally, like my that's honestly, it feels like trying to design my dream job because that was like yeah. When course. I changed programs in university, just to take a really quick like personal sure, note please, on it. yeah, this is all about um, you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's about us. It's about us. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, that's not how I meant that. I but remember it sort of came off like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like I remember. When I dropped out of my first program in university, and I, I, it goes back to that show. Like when you asked about like my favorite show I'd seen, and it being that first nineteen seventy five show that I saw at the Cool House, um, I was like, whatever I feel, whatever I'm feeling right now, what this show did to me, I want to help other people feel this. Right, that's what I want to do. And I was like, I don't know what job that is, mm-hmm. um, but it feels like that's like yeah. I, I feel like we're in the process. I'm like, I feel like I'm trying to design my dream job, which is like 
how do I help pull together and manage or support or like pull together teams that can design really amazing live experiences? Yeah. And, and like I said, bring in the creative voices in the room that aren't just the music people, that aren't just the visual people, that aren't just the tech people, but, you know, people that can speak that language to everybody, design something that will be really fun yeah. and really like impactful. And, um, you know, the dream would be to be able to do that from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be able to stay in Toronto. Maybe that's not, maybe I won't be able to do that, but yep. that's kind of the dream, I think. Is there one dream uh, artist or dream gig mm. <laughs> for eights, not for yourself? Because I, I think I've know. asked you that before. I was thinking about that. Yeah. And I was wondering, I'm curious what you think about this, but I was like, I don't know if we're, can we do that for a show that's already been in existence or like, it's like almost like, is it better for us to be working with people now who like it's starting from scratch? You know what I mean? And maybe that's the place that we're going to be finding ourselves in anyways, because we're just starting out obviously. But, but every artist reinvents himself at a cycle. Yeah, that, that is true. That's true. <laughs> you know? But I know what you're yeah. saying. But I was like, maybe there's value in like starting from scratch a little bit. Of course. I think we I, have more to say when, when when this artist is starting from scratch. But I think, you know, a lot of these artists like, let's say, okay, let's say a John Mayer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um like an artist like John would already have their team in place, mm-hmm. pretty much. That that front of house people guy, working, yeah. a front of house person is probably have been working with them for probably over ten years. Probably the yeah. same thing for the monitor engineer. Yeah, like yeah. we wouldn't be like assembling a lot of crew, let's say, but we would be doing something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just right. like there, there's some things with every camp that like is like oh, okay, you already have the people that you work with that you like. Then let's just use still those same people, but let's still make the process easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I was thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's, it's great. Yeah, like, yeah, I definitely. I love like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a good example. Like, what would be like a dream? Like, someone in the pop and R&B. Like that that's kinda like the space I love living in. Like the Doja Cat, the Ariana Grande, the Yeah. Um where it's like because I think in that space for me what I love about it is you get the live band feel. It's mm-hmm. not just all tracks. Yeah. But there's still tracks and it's still like really um how do I say? It's still like tech like it's still like there's still a lot of video and uh tracks and like more technical stuff. Yeah. Um, but you get the pair of the live music feel with the modern yeah. visual mm-hmm. like way of doing things. And it's like it is soulful and you know feel, yeah. feel you know you get both. You get a, a really nice yeah. blend. So probably like an Ariana or a Doja. Yeah. While being some of the biggest artists in the world. Yeah. You know? How about you? I feel like I haven't asked you very many questions Man. back. I've just been rambling. Um, no, no, it's fine. Um yeah, I think definitely in that world, but I yeah. think like I I have I haven't sort of reflected on what you just said about like maybe we don't even know yet, you know who that yeah. artist is, which I think that's like really interesting to think about in regards to you know, maybe we're on at the beginning of somebody's journey, but they get like 
they already have this huge tour. They haven't necessarily said a lot yet. Right. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, well, no, I won't say it. Um, because it might be <laughs> a little forward. But I, I think there's a lot of artists, especially in this age, that get on these huge tours. Yeah. When they haven't necessarily done a lot before. In the live world. In the live world. Yeah. Um, a lot of these people are now touring arenas and yeah. stadiums now. Um, sometimes even ballparks. And I'll talk to you off mic about this. Um, but that there's sh- the experience of a big production hasn't necessarily been honed in yet. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that's like really cool to think about. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it is. And I, and I think I also really love that it's that like reinvention process. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think the really exciting thing to me too is it's like, and it is like writing, uh, a TV show or a new book. It's like, it's a little different every time. Yeah. Right. And like working on Nemica's show recently, mm-hmm. it's like, there's a cellist and piano and strings. And it's like, those are different rehearsal materials needed for yes. those type of musicians. Yes. And that's a different type of show. And that's a different type of, it, it's, there's tracks involved too. But then when we did Katie Tupper stuff, it's like, there's no tracks yeah. for that. It's like, oh, that's, that's also different. A different preparation so there's a bit of like excitement in the idea of like every artist and every vision and every every song every album is going to require something new require mm-hmm. something a little different and um us coming in less is being like we have a system that this is how it works every single time and be like no no we're like we're problem solvers yes first and foremost and we want to help bring in the people that can help solve that problem and innovate with you um because Systems are great, mm-hmm. and we want to develop them and like have resources that are helpful. But um, every show is different; like yeah, every yeah. song is different, and ev- and every artist needs to be a little different. So, mm-hmm. how do we uh, help bring in people that think that way? Yeah, and, and problem solving. And we haven't necessarily mentioned it before, but I know just in conversation with with a lot of people, but even individually, uh, we've had this um, this sort of sentence that's sort of. <clears throat> been impactful on a lot of people um is that our network is our biggest asset the people around us are our biggest asset and again we're we're we're, we're problem solvers but we're problem solvers through people yeah you know our biggest asset yes is our network because we can call on this network to help our client yeah you know and and i've been going back to what i was listening to on that ed catmull podcast saying like none of them had made a movie before but his emphasis was on how do you um how do you get a team to work well together mm-hmm. you get in good people help them work well together and i think that's like the heart behind like building bridges with people and meeting people yeah it's like okay yeah we're all going to be figuring it out for the first time every time because mm-hmm. every show is a little different um it's like how do we gel people together well and yeah communication like foster really good communication and good and like keep the egos out of it too. And like mm. find, you know, that's a huge thing, I think, as well in this space. Like I've had it's a big value just in general in society yeah, yeah. right now, but of like the kind of younger spirit of um not coming in with a ton of huge ego or prejudgment and yeah, just yeah, yeah. being open minded and helping people do that. So 
that'd be a bit of the goal as well. 38th episode of the Clown Machine podcast here with Nate Day. This is the new eights um, vibe out. Uh, Super chaotic vibe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much so. We're back with the Dream Fest game. Uh, for those who don't know what the Dream Fest game is, is a chance for me and yourself to get a better uh, idea of what the guest is looking for when they go to a live show. Um, so for, again, for those who don't know, I asked the guests what the headliner the second headliner, and what the opener would be for their dream festival evening. Where the festival would happen, when it would happen, the attendance, the budget. And uh, for Nate here, I, I said uh, a fun signature food or beverage that the, the only the fans that night could enjoy. Um, so Nate Day. I was trying to find the image of the raccoon opening up the, <laughs> the door of the trash bin because that's my vibe right now. It's just like... <laughs> Um, you know that'll be the uh, picture of the uh, uh, on the, on this episode. Them. That's okay. Yeah, but yeah, I, I have my answer. Okay, <laughs> great. Who would be your headliner of the evening? Wait, can we work? Can we work backwards? Backwards. All right. We haven't had uh, somebody that's uh, that works uh, backwards on the pod. Um, a fun signature food or beverage that only the fans could oh, enjoy. What are you trying to do here, Nate? What do you mean? Oh, wait. I, think I want to like unpack this evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, okay. Do you want to start with the budget? Like, yeah, what? yeah. Let's okay, what's the budget of the evening? Um, I want this to be as big as possible. <laughs> like, course. this is the biggest ever. Right. So I'm talking like, I don't know, a billion dollars. Okay. <laughs> One night. The biggest ever. One night. <laughs> a billion dollars. <laughs> All out. This is going to be huge. That's crazy. I'm talking like this is peak music, live music. Like maybe ever. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? mean? Like when was like? Oh, what is that? Nineteen ninety-eight. I don't know. Like it's not time when it's like this is really important for everybody to come to this. Like I want. And you went with ninety-eight. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe late eighties. Ninety-eight is wild as an answer. Is when Matrix live music was the like best. The next year. Yeah. Um, so did I. Um, <laughs> The budget is a billion, yeah, a billion huge, dollars. Huge budget. Um, what's the attendance? As many as possible. Okay. Talking, yeah. So Central Park it is York, is the where is the where is the and where so attendance yeah. is just as many people as you can fit in there. Okay. I don't know what that number is. Yeah. Um, thousand. Definitely way more than that. Really? Yeah. Okay. More than that. Okay, but when is it? Like when during I the was year? Thinking May. Okay. Because I feel like it's not too hot yet, but like it's not snowy. Just like nice. I feel like that's like a pretty middle of the ground. It's either May or September, and I feel like May is a pretty good like strike in the balance. I I don't know if there's more logistics wow. to think about than that, but I was like, I feel like it's not too rainy, not too hot. It's outside. <laughs> no, it's inside at Central Park. Well, yeah, I mean like it's gonna be outside. So like, I feel like yeah, yeah. May is a nice time. May is a great time. September 2. Early Sept. Crazy. Yeah, maybe that. Um, okay, but let's unpack. So do you want to do signature food first or artists? Maybe artists <laughs> and then end with signature food. Is that okay? As the I'm highlight. The highlight the of the night. Yeah, sorry. This is the most chaotic dream fest we've had by okay. far. Um, oh, who's opening? D'Angelo. Okay. I think. Like D'Angelo, <laughs> like voodoo D'Angelo. Whoa, okay. Just killing band. Crazy vibes. Just everybody's like there to vibe. Great. Just pocket. 
Yeah. You know. And is this like um sunset vibe? Oh yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That goes into the evening. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Sunset, Central Park. D'Angelo's ripping some tunes that just came out. Like you're talking like you know, you just heard like Chicken Grease for the first time. Mm. Untitled for the first time. They're playing that live, like full band. Yeah. Quest Love, you know. Yeah. The homies. Oh yeah. Background singers. Yeah. Full band. Who's the second headliner after D'Angelo? Who would it be? Madonna. In like right. late eighties, Madonna. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just feel like that is like that show would just be sick. Right. Like I feel like the dance, like, you know, I mean Till and Choreo, sick light show. She's just pumping out crazy pop hits. I don't know what wait, no, maybe it's like early nineties. Like when Vogue is on there, mm. hung up. Whoa. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peak, like the music video was sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finch on that music video. <laughs> crazy. Peak now, like choreo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell tell me though. The headliner. Michael Jackson. I think. Amazing. No, yeah, Michael Jackson. Yes. Because I want like it's I mean like just crazy yeah. pop. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, crazy choreo. Mm. Hits or you know, like that nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six, like <laughs> Yes. Wait. When did Smooth Criminal come out? That was eighty seven. So maybe then, because it's like you got you got all the hits, you know? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. hits. He's at the peak. Right. Like, people fainted when mm. they step on stage. Pre thriller though. No, no, after Thriller. After Thriller. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Like, so that all the hits are out. Yeah. Because I think those, I feel like, that would be my dream. To yeah, see yeah. Those, like, D'Angelo, Madonna, and Michael Jackson. I don't know if it's the best, like. I mean, yeah. Like, in terms of, like, objectively, people would probably disagree on terms of that lineup. Well, but no, just, but, like, like, in terms of the show, huge. would be, yeah. like, they all put on a sick show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That'd be amazing. So, the, 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 the climax of of the episode yeah. is this next answer here. Yeah. A fun signature food or beverage that fans could enjoy oh, for the one evening. I just went to Rizzo's House of Parm. <laughs> Rizzo's, Maddie Matheson's Rizzo's House of Parm, Chicken Parm. That would be the, wait, no, because you get, you could do the eggplant parm if you don't want a non-meat option. Or the chicken farm slapped. I'm talking. Everybody gets. Everybody gets parm. <laughs> maybe make. Maybe ask them if they can do sandwiches, like parm sandwiches. That'd be crazy. That's my. That's my. So everybody in Central Park. <laughs> yes. Probably like. <laughs> like there's no hundreds way of thousands of people. Work. Nothing about what I just said logistically worked. Yeah. Rip chickens, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Maybe it's eggplant. Yeah. Just the eggplant. I don't know. I know that's like, that's a lot of chicken. Not great. Just so good. Yeah. Just wanted to give a shout out to Rizzo. <laughs> and that's how we finished the episode. Yeah. Oh. That's like, that would be my dream. Just the biggest show in the world. Michael Jackson at his peak. Madonna at her peak. peak. Central Park. Tons of people. Crazy choreo in... Fantastic parm. <laughs> the new eights is just unhinged. That's what the, that's yes, what the bottom line. Very much so. I'm um, so sorry if anyone made it to the end of the podcast. <laughs> what do you mean if anyone made it to the end of the pod? 
people got it this far, they got a nice little surprise. That's right. A, a chicken parm surprise. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to the uh, pod. Uh, it's been the 38, 38th episode of the podcast. Thanks, Nate, for coming on. Oh, yeah. Well, th- um, this is how we end the pod. <laughs> Sorry, you can. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. This. No, 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 good to like process this stuff together. Yes, and um, thanks for everybody that's listening. Um, again, like Nate said, realistically, if you made it to the no, end of this no, episode, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't mean it that way. No, 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 People, it's fine. I mean, I mean, I just felt like I, yeah, I was. <laughs> this is all over the place. Like I'm never gonna hire him. <laughs> hire Nate. Yeah, they can be like, I'll, yeah, he already moved. I have a long drive. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to the pod. I love you, uh, uh, love you man. Um, let's talk soon. Stay, everybody stay safe, and uh, we'll see you uh, next week. <laughs>